Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just if you had to enter. Uh, one second though, we're actually gonna probably use this song for an upcoming Kyrie Irving movie, and I was like, upcoming Kyrie Irving movie, and I was like, you're like slam diggity dunk. I was like, word, and I was like, that's crazy, and that's what they were telling me. Let, let me also preface this, yo, T Wayne, man, you're a good dude. Thank you, dog. <laughs> for sure, man. Hi, I'm T Wayne the Kid. This is my golden hour. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four! signifies the start of an episode all right word. welcome man hey welcome oh, wait, let's turn that metronome off though so uh he's about to make a song i know is ellie king green in you now every <laughs> yeah, time you so hear bpm like, you start rapping to so it so as i hear the metronome i'm like oh man we're about to start something up i gotta lay something gotta lay a melody down well have you been making beats now that's finals uh yeah i've still been making beats to be real i've been making more beats than like studying <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's like how I wanted to start this, bro, because, well, first off, to my right, I have T. Wayne the Kid, and T. Wayne was here in the earliest stages of the show when we were like, dude, that episode, like, the the camera fell. Remember, I had to, like, do the start <laughs> and finish like this with the camera. Doesn't the room look way different? Yeah, like, everything's changed up. We got some lighting. We got a new table, new mics, new gear. New attitude. New, vibe. new haircut. Big muscles on Big nice. Bochy. Let's go. <laughs> Where have you been working out lately, bro? Yeah, bro. I've been going in. That's what's up, yo. We're getting healthy. We're getting right. Well, yeah. How's your diet for for uh, study season? Usually, it's terrible for kids. They start eating like bullshit at like four in the morning. My, Taco Bell. My dining is always ter- terrible because like, well, how should I start this? All right. So like my school dining hall, we switched dining halls over the past like two years. We went from like having kind of home-cooked meals inside our own dorm like downstairs on commonwealth which was like nice oh you were living above the dining hall yeah and then we lost that because they said they're moving the dining hall somewhere else i guess because the school was losing money i don't know and the food was good the food was really good because it was home cooked but then we went to um fisher college to eat food for airmark that's what we partnered with and like cafeteria food was like like back to high school i guess like oh oh so that's how it works like those that like little collection of schools there, they share dining halls. Pretty much, like if it's like Air Marks Dining Service or whatever. Last time I checked, like they kind of have like the same food services. And then we went from that to like BU's dining hall because our new dorms we moved from Commonwealth to like Fenway. We took over Wheelock's dorms because like I guess like my school was losing money on their spot. On Damn, no way. Which they had for like years, which is like crazy. That's why I'm like, dang. Oh, what did the lease go up or something? Uh, I think so. I really think that's what happened. But, like, that's weird, though. Wait, so how, what schools are in that little area? There's, like, five, right? Yeah, so it's basic College, Suffolk. Um, BU's, like, a couple blocks away, right? Yeah. 
Views like like down like past the um over the bridge. Yeah, over the bridge like by Fenway Park and stuff. But like um Suffolk, Fisher College, Bay State, and then Emerson and then some other Simmons? Ones, small. Simmons, yeah. Simmons is actually by Emanuel where I'm at right now. It's, so my dorms now is Simmons Emanuel and then Wheelock's old dorms, which is Bay State now. But Bay State is known as the school that's like specified for certain trades, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I well I know I, I've known about it because you guys discussed that like yeah this is a good school to go to if you want to get into audio engineering and like technical end of things. Right? I mean I learned it was, but like t- when I was first coming into there my freshman year, but over the course of the years I've been learning that like basic kind of has like the worst audio programs in like dead ass state. Yeah, to be real, like I've heard UMass Lowell. Is it a yeah? It's it's low. It's not Amherst. They have the best audio program out here, and like, I really wish I like checked well, that out. But what does that mean though? Like, what does the audio program provide? It provides so like like you have studio space and stuff. That's that's what we don't have. So like sometimes, so we will go to this person's house. My my friend, I, I can mention my his name is his name is Kerm. Shout out to Kerm. Yeah, yo, he lives like right. Uh, well, his studio was known as Casey Pig Studios originally, so yes, I have like a bunch of people over there. Like he, he was filming on a history like a year ago. I mean, it's off the top of my head, but like he really is a cool dude though. And like he was um having our house and he had his like open studio space for us to use for like our studio recording class and like for our advanced studio recording class and stuff like that, which I'm in right now. Word. And, and is it, was it like a studio as nice as this one, kind of? I mean, yeah. Like he modeled his studio after the Abbey Road, like a mini Abbey Road. Oh, fire! From the Beatles, so like he'll have like a viewing window, and you can see like the live room downstairs. Then he has a control room upstairs, and like he has his own mic, his own gear, and all that. Like he paid for all that. Like he had it from like in a band and stuff from like years ago. He has so many guitars. Like he has a collection of guitars that like he has like in a room Word. that like he holds like dear to his life, which is crazy. Like my professor, um, John Krebit, was filming in on that. But it was cool. I mean, wait. So what happened in the studio? Uh, we we still go there. Like we was going there for classes, but like we would have to like commute on our own. Like at first, like basically it wasn't like give, giving us help for commute. So like we had to pay for like our own train. Yeah, and, and, and like for that. reference, for for Boston students, it's like impossible to commute. Like you can't really have a car if you're a college Boston student. And I'm I'm sure you know like the train map by the, like the back of your hand now, right? Yeah, I really do. I've been everywhere. On every is that, is that how you got to Marika's to see the train? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually how I got to Marika's. I took the green line to Copley, and I was out there for a little bit until it started raining. So I had to like. And then you walked to Newberry. Yeah, I was chill. I was actually chilling in um. It was Lolo. pouring, bro. <laughs> yeah, me. I caught up with Felix and Lolo in the middle of that, and it started pouring. We was like, oh shit! So we started um chilling in Belocos. And it was waiting for it to die down, but it wasn't dying down. So it was like, bro, oh, it was like it's a, it. <laughs> it was God's wrath. But still, mad people pulled up. So that's what was up. She was saying, "Hey, I apologize for, for um it raining like crazy, but I'm glad you guys all showed up. Like we had a great time. Like she's a great photographer. Shout like, out to Marika, man. Yeah, like I honestly, I love Marika for real. Like she puts on for the city so much. Like, Deadass, just person. the nicest soul ever, man. Yeah, and she's a good person. Like what she gave me at um Noma one time. The um best pizza I've ever had. I was like, what? oh, at her spot. Yeah, that's fire. When we went to our job. I was like, yo, what was it? Sweet tomatoes and Newton or something? Yeah, um, yeah, it is sweet tomatoes. 
And then he, I forgot what type of pizza it was, but it was like lettuce. It was a bunch of like stuff that was on at Peppers. It was like late at night. We were coming back from. Um, it was better than that Wheeler Wheelock College food. Oh yeah, yeah, way better. They don't even season the food. <laughs> they put no seasoning in it because like they say kids is allergic, and I'm like, they all get right, out of like, here with all that. Damn, like I'm trying to eat, like, and food be sending me to the bathroom every minute, and our dining hall closes at seven. So like, cheeks. I'd have that's no trash. idea. Why I'm do like, that. who eats dinner at like four? Like. People kind of, we, like me, like personally, when I was growing up, I ate dinner when it got dark outside. So I was like. And, and so you brought that flashlight in the dark <laughs> with that Glock. I had to go with the Glock in the kitchen. <laughs> you buy seasoning, dude. <laughs> For real, bro. Like, it's just a struggle, yo. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about, um, bef- before we had started, about your attachments. So T. Wayne, I think it's like so hilarious and it's so Boston music that T Wayne is like a very prevalent producer out here, but he's also a full time student. Like this dude's got major league attachments. Congrats, bro. Thank you, bro. Like, my hand's a little wet from the condensation. <laughs> it's all right. My <laughs> hands is like sweating. It's kinda hot outside. But it's moist. So what I was what I've always thought since we had linked, I was like, yo, bro, you're such a personable dude. That's gonna help you so much moving forward with because I feel like producers a lot of times or people on the technical end are very are more so introverted you know what i'm saying it's like them in the computer type thing but i feel like since you're so sociable it's going to be like yo the you can net, is, like you do a great job networking you know what i'm saying the thing is i had to learn to get that way because originally i was an introvert like if people originally know me from connecticut growing up with me new london high no, i didn't go to new london high but like i was supposed to go to new london high it was good but if <laughs> shout kids out know, new london if kids know me from heart from um like Harbor Elementary School, kids know me from um, Benny Dover Middle School, man. I was a crazy introverted kid. You're I, shy. I love Sonic. I was kind of shy. And, like, just because I love most of these things, a lot of kids made fun of me for it. Because, like, I went to a neighborhood where, like, everybody only liked what was cool. And, like, if it wasn't cool, they would, like, try to outcast you about it. And they've been doing that for years. So, like, to this day, a couple of people in New London That's just still cool, practice though, that. It's just weird. I'm just like, dang, like. We should get that hater mentality out of here. Like, just because, like, now that I'm putting on for the city, I'm trying to put on for the state as much as I can. For like, no matter, yeah, for Connecticut and New London and Groton, especially. In no Boston. How many people was hating. Because a lot of people give you, that's stuff they think of for every time they see an interview or like an article from me, they'll say Boston, Massachusetts native. They're like, oh, he's from Boston. I'm like, nah, I came here to live in Boston. I'm helping Boston, but I'm originally from New London, Connecticut, and that's my home. I repped them forever. Trying to make sure the A60 is up. You feel me? A60. Yeah, you have an A60 phone number, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I should put my phone on the start real quick. Um, yeah, but so when you got to college, was it like, yo, you started to like push your comfort zone a little bit socially? I mean, it wasn't even actually college. I want to say like high school. I started to open myself up more when I started dropping more of my music frequently on SoundCloud. Like um, a friend of mine, CJ Brandon. Started sharing my stuff around. He was saying, like, yo, this kid was dope. Shout out to CJ. Yeah, that's my dog right now. He's out here in Cali. But um, that was around the time I met, like, the group of my best friends, too, that is now, like, in our rap group. We are Black Burbs. I met Vernon and Elijah and Mark, whose name is Visa, the Great, Dougie, and then Fame from... They're all from Connecticut? Yeah, they're from Connecticut. And, uh... Were, were you still big on Sonic in high school too? <laughs> nah, I was kind of dying down a little bit. I wasn't really obsessed with kid about. You like Mario? Fun. I mean, I liked Mario, but I was more of a Sonic person. Like, Sonic was my dude until um that Sonic Unleashed shit happened, and I was like, uh, it's going downhill. What was that? Just a bad game? 
Yeah, Sonic had recently it's a bunch been a bunch of bad games from the Sonic series. Like it's kind of died off, I guess. I don't know. Well, people are big on the Switch. Huh? I'm starting to notice how popular that is as a system. Yeah, the Switch is lit. You have one? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> what do you play? Do they have a Mario Kart on that? Yeah, they got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and then I got Smash Brothers. Whoa. It's crazy. It's fire. <laughs> you, did, were you big on the PSP too? Yes, yo, actually. PSP I had, was major league, yo, bro. That's crazy, yo. My dad got me a PSP for Christmas. I was the only coolest kid on the bus. That was fifth grade. They weren't grade. bullying you after that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was the thing, like. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I had a weird circle. Like, it would be the kids that were rocking, like, all the Jordans and all the fresh stuff. Because I, I had J's and stuff at the time. But, like, I don't know. I was wearing my dad's shoes because, like, my my foot was so big. I want to say by 7th grade, 8th grade, I was wearing size 12. Me too. So, I was wearing my, what are you right my now? dad's shoes. I'm still 12 and a half. Oh, shit. 12, no. But, yo, you got you yo, you tenfold got taller since I last saw you, bro. <laughs> what are you, like, 6'4 now? Nah, I'm only 6'3. Yeah, well, bro, if you're 6'3, that means I'm 6'1, bro. So, you're 6'4, bro. You feel me? <laughs> Shoot, I might be. I gotta go. I gotta go get myself measured. That's crazy. You think you're still growing? Uh, I think I'm probably. Shorties, it's a six foot club over (laughs) here. Hit us, man. I'm probably done growing, no bull. Bro, I got the craziest stretch marks on my back. Like, have you got them here yet? Oh my, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's weird. Well, well, that was another thing, bro. Like. No, I don't think any, everyone probably sees you in pictures sitting down. So they got no clue. You're so fucking tall, dude. Yeah, is that is that pretty like constant? People are like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, it's mad funny. People pop up to me and they're like, yo, you're mad tall. I didn't even know you were mad tall. <laughs> or they look at my Twitter avi and be like, oh, like you look, you look short. Like, what? I look short in my avi? Like, I don't know what to say. Well, your avi's just your face, right? Pretty much, yeah. Or something random, or something, some meme. But now, now, for now on, it's my face, though. Now I have to be more professional moving forward. Oh my, I'm just sick of people saying that. Nah, I've been getting it from my management that I gotta start moving more professional and like um. Elaborate. So pretty much, like I've been trying to calm down on like just tweeting anything that's just like. (laughs) Oh yeah. Just, just tweeting in general, because like if it really has no purpose and no place, there's really no point of saying it. Like for now on, like I rather like just push out my work, and like yeah, people know I'm a funny dude. And, like, instead of just talking about it, I guess I, I want to show it more. I started out showing that out more in visuals I'm about to be in and more um, stuff that I'm about to do. Because so, so that's just, like, venting on Twitter type thing? Pretty much, yeah. I'm completely done with that. Like, I'm just bro, up just working now. Bro, are you actually completely done with it, though? Yep, establishing my brand. I've been signed <laughs> out for, like, two days now. <laughs> this is a two-day thing? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm signed out for, like... Are you, are you starting to itch your fingers a little bit? You feeding for a tweet? Uh nah, I just been um busy. Like I've been trying to get more wrapped up into like making some more beats. Like I've been caught up on schoolwork and like I guess all the things of like just regular grown man life stuff, like adult life, it just beats me down. I guess like I used to use Twitter as like my um It was a mode like, of expression. Yeah, like I just, just just express myself there and just go there and be like, yo, today was trash <laughs> or just make jokes just to make myself feel better. But like honestly, like that was fun all in high school and like that got me some like Got me some like notable followers. Like it got ASAP Twelve to rock with me on Twitter just because I was joking oh, back in high school. Yeah, like he still follows me to this day. I've been trying to hit him up to send him beats and get his um contact info. Are yeah? Are you big? Hit me. Are you big on the like if an artist tweets out, "Hey man, going to the studio, send beats." You still do that? Hum, I mean, yo, hum beats, bro. I fuck with it so heavy. He's like, yeah. He's like, dude, I do it like very consistently. Honestly, when artists do that, it's kind of 
like the big artists, like someone like Trippy Red saying, yo, send me beats, they'll drop their email via tweet. It's unfair because, like, the amount of people that he attracts, people is going to see that. His e- inbox is going to f- get filled immediately, and he's barely going to look at the beats. Like, to Might as real, well try, though, right? I mean, it's cool to try, I guess. It's cool. Like, I'm not saying don't cut off your options, send out stuff, but, like, preferably I like getting in studio sessions more. Like, I can more 95% of the chance I'll be able to have a beat place and be able to work and do something. Or if, like, I get it through, like, my manager or my a r Baby Shad. Shout out to Baby Shad. Shout, Shout out to dog. Baby Shad. It's my dog. Well, yeah, bro. I'm the same way. Like, like we're both sociable dudes. So it's like, don't you feel so much more effective when you can actually meet someone face to face? Exactly. I feel the same way, bro. But it's like, pff, dude, to to grow this show, like I've had to send out. I I get ducked on emails all the time and have people come up here, but like, I I feel like there's like a sense of desperation sometimes when you're sending an email. You know what I'm saying? And like, put someone else in a position of leverage. You feel that way? Yeah. Honestly, like, the internet's a wonderful place, but at the same time, like, a lot of people act weird, and, like, some people, like, some people are really introverted and just shy, so, like, they hate to, like, respond to, like, they just really won't respond to something just because, like, the simple fact, like, oh, it gives me anxiety. Like, I don't even respond to certain DMs that just comes at me because I'm just, like, uh, I, like, why should I even respond to this? Like, I just, now I'm starting to sit here and think, and I'm just, like, everything doesn't need a response. Like, I was so, like, wrapped into, like, responding to everybody, responding to every reply. I'm the same like, way, bro. It started messing with my brain. Like, that really does mess with your brain. Like, the social media stuff. Dead ass. And the internet really fucks you up, have, dog. Have you, have you done a screen time test? See how long, how many hours you've been on your phone? Yeah, I was actually looking at that the other day. I how had, much? like, four hours on my phone. I said, Jesus Christ, bro. I gotta, I gotta just Bruh. cut it off because like it's four weird. hours would be it's, a beautiful day for me. It's not four hours like it wasn't even saying like four hours like throughout the whole day. I was like in a row like just like how long I was just chilling on my phone. Oh whoa! Because I wasn't like and, and what I wasn't was it? Was it IG or Twitter? At it. it was just I was just using it for mad stuff like Instagram, Twitter, be bumping music. I'll try to post a story, all that. Like try to think. I don't know. I don't even think of the jokes either. When I be tweeting stuff. It just be off the dome like this. <laughs> like, See ya. I don't take, like, people be sitting here trying to plot and try to make the perfect tweet to get mad retweets. And I'm like, that's really what we living for nowadays, bro. We're just doing stuff for attention, for validation. It's so easy. That's the issue. It's just so accessible. It's too accessible. That's the problem. It's way too accessible. But, but bro, I I recently had a thing, too. Like, I'm so obsessed with, like, growing this and, like, going full speed and blah, blah, blah. But, like, dude, you can get so caught up in it. Just being online, like, holy shit. You feel like you know everybody. It's, like, so fucked. And the crazy thing is, too, there's so much you can learn on the internet, yet we choose to only um, explore, like, the 2%, 1% of it, which is just, like, social media and which is, like, other stuff. Like, I'm not saying, like, go under the tip of the iceberg and start going to the dark web and stuff. Like, I'm not saying all <laughs> <Silk> that. Silk Road. <laughs> you familiar with Silk Road? Yeah. Whoa. Pretty much like 4, 4chan, uh, those horrorcore memes. Uh, you, you, what else? Cre- some... Creepy pastas. Ooh. I'm familiar with all those, man. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to say, like, bro, there's some, there's some dark things on the internet, bro. And I saw a lot of that as a child. Like, yeah, me, me too. Experiencing it. Like, not even a child. I think I was like 13, 14. Yeah, early internet days, like, seventh grade. Oh, my God, dude. There were some terrifying things. L- like, Lemon Party. You familiar? Yeah, I heard uh, of that, actually. Uh, Bro, there's a website completely on... Two Girls, Lemon One Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, classic. <laughs> there's a website that just has just plane crash f- footage. That's it. It's just called crashes. <laughs> so fucked it's up. It's pretty creepy. It's weird as hell. And um, when the when the um Christchurch shooting happened, that was, uh, that was so depressing. The shooter... 
um, posted himself on Facebook and pretty much recorded himself like doing the massacre and it went everywhere on 4chan and it was oh on my, Twitter. Oh my That's God. how desensitized we are. It's so crazy that like it was on the Twitter timeline for a good 30 minutes to an hour before it was like taken down. And how does recorded. Twitter filter something like that though? There's like, what can they do? Uh, they should they should be able to take it down like in like seconds. To be honest, they get but they do it by reports. But I think like they should do a better job of monitoring something like that because like that is something that's so extreme. And like the NSA and like all these um satellite agencies have like access to like satellites. No one was something's gonna go down when they hear something like iffy. Like I know, especially but from like us recording. Like the dude was recording himself. Like he pretty much like was like. Fucking twisted Just fucking himself over Like he should have been Got caught before it even happened Cause like He had so much footage on himself But like I'm glad Like they handled that situation Like they um Passed something for gun control Over there I think it was in That was in New Zealand right It was New Zealand It was a sh- You would know more than me About it honestly But bro It's just like Yo How do they monitor Something like that And not be invasive You know what I'm saying It's just like so tough I just feel like we just have to be prepared for like certain things, cause like a, a lot of a lot of bad things has happened like over the course of time, time, and like uh, I think we just have to be better prepared. Like, but you, for but a you lot know, stuff. yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, how do they single someone out who's like just just has only malice in their heart and is gonna do, go do terrible shit uh, while also not being too invading too much privacy the problem is you really just kind of have to like see the signs like if they say anything that's kind of like alarming or something like that even if they're making a joke then they should be reported like just like how it was in high school if you make a joke like oh i'm about to bomb like those kids they should be like oh i'm about to bomb the school (laughs) bad luck don't do that it was pulled in office immediately they were gone like yeah you had bomb threats in high school I had a bunch of bomb threats. Like, I had a crazy threat talking about they was going to shoot up the school right, right after um, homecoming. Jesus. So I didn't come to school the next day. I didn't come to school for, like, two days. Yeah, that was smart, bro. Yeah, yo. Fitch High School, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> Shout out to Fitch they, High they School. They used to wild out, bro, for no reason. And then um, when the Sandy Hook thing happened, we had um, metal oh, detectors. Was that clo- that was close to you? No, nah, that was actually an hour away from you, which is oh, crazy. Right. Like, that's, like, north north part of Connecticut. Because that was, like, around Cheshire. Cheshire. It's around. It's not mm-hmm. in Cheshire, but it was like around Cheshire, and then um, pretty much they put metal detectors in the front of our schools or whatever, and had us do like pat downs and like all that just for every student. Literally, like the two thousand students we had in our high school to go into a school, everyone got pat down for a month. It was crazy, and we had all the doors locked except the front door. Always, there was a there was a kid at our high school who was who was calling bomb threats in from like a a convenience store phone, and like. Everyone knew that, well, it's like school protocol, like, you have to shut the school down, you know, but, like, ev- I mean, I never really thought there was going to be a bomb in the school, but I'd be like, yo, fire, that's that early dismissal, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> no bully. So, you've, um, we were kind of talking about, like, since you're so sociable, it's been, you've been able to maneuver pretty well and network very well within the city. Yeah, pretty much, like. So, did that just... Do you want to kind of just give a little bit of a synopsis of how it started, of you just, like, meeting, here's this, here's that? I want to say it really started off in my dorm, like, straight up, like... About uh, two years ago? Yeah. Like, when I first came to um, Boston and I had my two roommates, it was Steve Gates and Kieran Akil. Shout out to Steve and shout out to Kieran. Yeah, Kieran is probably the best producer in, in Massachusetts and people don't even... Well, a lot of people know behind the scenes, but he pretty much kind of taught me a lot of... Th- 
almost everything I know right now as far as like from making the beats, like even better in my production. And then from network from the networking standpoint too. Like he introduced me to um the two other kids that's from Brockton that's, that was downstairs in the dorm, which was crazy to be Luke Bars and Ricky Felix. Oh, I didn't know they went to Bay State. Yeah, we were all, basically we were that's how we all met. To be honest, shout out to Luke, shout out to Ricky, and then we would like just be showing each other our beats and stuff like that. We all had speakers, we all had mics, so it was like a music environment. So we were inviting people over to the dorm. So we have a bunch of people come over. We'd have like a Shawnee, have Charlie come over. I'd have Isaac, Benji. I'd have Stefan come over. Stefan used to come over a lot. Stefan went to Fisher College for like two years. I haven't so met like, Stefan. Is that the song you just dropped? Yeah. Oh, it was well, great. Marvelous uh, Stefan. I love it, my bro. Dog. It was awesome. Thank you, bro. And then who else do we have? We had Mav. Yeah, Mav went to our school too. So oh, it was yeah, a crazy circle. We all just met at the time. We was like, wow, like we have talent. We can do this. We should try to um like. So you had that little college network, and then you're like, all right, yeah, let's go. Let's, everyone branches out a little bit. You meet someone, they meet someone. But that's when they started inviting me to Brockton. That's when they started um inviting me to um. All these stuff that was going on. There was no no T no T going to Brockton though. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you gotta like, catch that Uber. I need to basically. Um, I, I caught a ride with a Shawnee because I remember we was going to film a music video that day. It's still up. It's the 2012 MTS video. It's produced by me. It's on um on YouTube everywhere. But it was just a little freestyle, and we were just recording a video at SoundLab, and then Latrell happened to be there. Oh, SoundLab was still open. Yeah, and they were telling me that I should talk to Latrell. And then everyone was playing them some beats, so like I was nervous. He told me to hook up to the speaker, so I was like, "Word!" And I played them one of my joints that um I made like in a dorm that day. Shout out to Latrell, incredibly smart dude, man. Yeah, he just got up and started freestyling, and then Rick came to me. Ricky came to me at the time, told me he was like, "Yo, he doesn't, he doesn't just do that with everybody." I'm just like, "Oh shoot!" They just gave me his number. It told me to network him on the spot. And I was like, yo, I follow you on Twitter. Can you follow me back? <laughs> At the time, when I was just mad <laughs> obsessed with Twitter. And then uh, <laughs> funny. pretty much I just started hitting them more. And then Luke had a Tell Your Friends event that went on in the summer after that. And I came back up to MASH just to come e- elaborate for that. What's a Tell Your Friends? That was just that the, was name, the name of the event. That was the name of his event. He was pretty much having a show and had like a bunch of um, people on the roster and they were doing it out of Sound Lab and Latrell was there. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he was telling me about that. I ended up and I ended up just pulling up in the summer because like I was like, yo, it's my friends. I want to see what's up. And that was like my first experience, like I guess like networking myself. And then Latrell saw me there. He was telling me he saw my tweets at the time too. So the first thing he came to tell me about, he was telling me how I should start being more positive with all my interactions. Cause he was like, I used to be the same way on Twitter. How your tweets were was literally me. <laughs> he said I did this all back in the day. He said, but now I just learned the game. And then he said you'll get better at it. And oh, why were you, you were like you were being emotional on Twitter at the time? Not really emotional. I say like just just being just reckless, just tweeting at people <laughs> about shorties. Joke. Yeah, like about short, just anything, <laughs> or just or just funny. cracking on people, or just making memes, or just being like. The jokester. I don't know. He was just telling me to chill out. But then also he told me to talk to T-Watt and show him some of my stuff. And, like, when I hit T-Watt, I just literally tagged him on a beat at 3 a.m. in the morning on Twitter. And he followed me out of nowhere and DM me and said, yo, you made this? And I ran to Luke's room and woke him up and said, yo, T-Watt followed me. And then that's what set me off. Let's go. Pretty much. So, well, first thing is, when did SoundLabs actually close? Uh... They reopened though, right? I mean, yeah, like it closed because they lost that. Um, they didn't have a permit, a performance permit, or whatever. Because I remember they was trying, Luke was trying to do another tell your friends, but he had to postpone it because like, uh, some somebody snitched. I don't know. So they like, so someone snitched and cops put up. 
Saw they didn't have a performance permit. I may be wrong on this, but like that's what I remember the story was. They didn't have a performance permit, so like they had to like close like the little. Everyone talks can't really about have that a show place, down man. In there. Seemed like it was so important. Everybody talks about it. I mean, you can go to it now. Like I know, um, dude was still there. I think he just um, the hardest people just to um, use the space because like he still records people. I, saw, I was there. I was with Lolo, but I was like, um, I want to say during the fall time. That was like a couple months ago. I gotta interrupt real quick. Hey, listen. On May 16th, Big Bochi, yeah, that's me, is throwing an event at the Summer Shack. It's called the Office Party because a lot of people I've started to surround myself with, none of them could really work real jobs. But that's not saying that if you do work a real job, you can't come. And we call it an influencer office party. I'm wildly unqualified to call myself an influencer given the amount of followers I have. But. I thought I'd sound swag. So, T-Wayne, you're invited May 16th. You might be down in Connecticut by that time. Hey, well, I just moved to Rhode Island, actually. So, I'm going to be definitely closer. I could just take the purple line. Let's go. Word, word. See you there. Bring your shorty. Bring your shorty. If you don't have one, meet a shorty. <laughs> Got to meet one. Yes, yo. These shorties don't love me out here, man. Oh, shit. It's been like that recently? Yeah, bro. Every shorty in Boston has curved. And I'm playing. I don't, I don't hit <laughs> it, it's probably It's probably like one or two. If she's watching this right now, I'm probably making you feel awkward. But, yeah. Hi. You Hey. Shorty, well, I'll just call you wifey because it's your shorty, but you're invited May 16th. Yeah, you're invited. And listen, wait, how, how old are you, 19, 20? 21. Oh, shit, you can booze? Yeah. I got the booze hook up. Okay, okay. Great goose. Great goose, yes, baby. Sir. Yes, sir. I want to talk to Hennessy Europe soon. I want to see if I can get them involved. That'd be cool. That'd be crazy. It'd be a different crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be great. Oh, yeah, it'd be a whole different yeah. crowd. You bring Henny in the mix, bro. You about to see all Roxbury in there. <laughs> all Roxbury, all Dorchester. FA is definitely pulling up first. Oh, he loves it. He loves Henny. That's my man, yo. He's performing this Friday, too, at Hojiko's, yo. Y'all got to pop out. It's going to be lit. Oh, no bullshit? Yeah, for the BMAs on the ones to watch. Oh, fire. Hey. It's free. FA, cut that check, cousin. Cut that check, cousin. Uh, Yo, so when you were here last... Actually, maybe it was the... I, I, I look back on the clip, I'm like, damn, bro, honestly, that I was kind of on some cloud chase. That I, I named the clip Weed Addiction. I was like, dude, Connor, what are you doing, man? Oh, the second time I pulled up with Matt, I was like, dude, what his you, interview. I was like, dude, I look back, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? But um, you said you were cutting back on the, the booth pack. Yeah, did I was you, cutting back on smoking weed. Did you accomplish that? Yeah, I did. Nice. So, honestly, like, it's really just on occasions. Like, if it's, like, an event, something going on, like, a Marika's, yeah, I was off the pack. We was chilling. But that, cause everybody, You're off the mid. You're off that big <laughs> mid central. <laughs> I was off the super gas, bro. But everybody <laughs> was smoking at Marika's. Well, like, outside of the cafeteria or whatever. We were chilling. I mean, like, or I go smoke. Like, if I go to the studio, like, studio sessions, people pull up. The artists sometimes will have a blunt. I'd probably roll up something and we'll just do something. Just to get the vibes. I don't know. I just try to get comfortable with the artists and then just record. But, like, as far as, like, just smoking when there's nothing to do, I, I, stopped, I stopped doing all you that. You feel better? Yeah, I started feeling better. A little Way more better. level-headed? Yeah. So it's tough for some people to cut it, bro. I mean, because, like, people just live a crazy lifestyle, I guess, because, like, I guess they see the rappers do it. But that's because, like, they kind of have everything handled. They don't really have, like, a lot to do day-to-day besides, like, create. And be themselves. When I get to that point, I create and be myself. I'll be the most 420 person ever. Like, yeah. like I have no problem with like just enjoying it. I mean, as long as it's healthy with it, like it'll be even to the point I just cut back and just do just papers. I mean, like, 
Papers are less thick. Right? I don't smoke, so I don't really know. Papers are better. Paper is no tobacco at all. So I'll just let you know that right now. Like that's why. Why do people prefer the tobacco? Is it just because the smoke's thicker and it burns slower? I mean, because it burns slower and, and literally just the the feeling, the hit. Like it, it, like you feel the hit and it hits more smooth compared to like where you're smoking just the paper. It's like just the bare weed right there. So it's kind of harsh, I guess. So it's not really enjoyable. D- did Mav cut back too? Nah. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, I, I'm lying Cause like When I went here We, we be smoking so Like I can't even count right now Nah he, he is cutting back A little bit Cause he's been going <laughs> Cause he's been going To the gym recently He's been like uh, Working out more Is it really down yeah <laughs> Bring your ass around Yeah yeah To be honest Mav's about Is actually more in perfect shape Than me right now He's been like Going at it for the past Like month or two Oh what Cutting back Pretty much cutting back And, and just getting in the gym He's in the gym uh, like, You about to hit the gym soon um, me, I'm probably not going to the gym. So he's <laughs> you're not, in the gym, you're not fucking with all that. Nah, that stage of my life is over. Like, Wait, bro, I'm, can I be honest with you? There's a point where, like, if you feel like you're, for lack of a better word, if you feel like you're getting hotter and you're like, damn, I'm starting to look sexy, bro. I swear to God, everything in your life, you're like, damn, everything's getting a little bit better. I swear to God, it happens. Yeah, low-key, I guess that's just self-confidence. So imagine if you just came into the studio like, oh! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Who yeah. wants a fucking beat? <laughs> <laughs> it's my self-confidence, I guess. Like, I mean, I'm working on that right now. You know, there's mad shows that come to me and they tell me like, yo, you're cute, too, man. I'm like, I don't, I don't even feel myself like that, but thanks. <laughs> we'll take it. It's self-love, though. I'm getting better at self-love, you feel me? Those are for you, bro. You can have those. Hey, thank you, dog. And this is for you. I folded a little bit, but take that. I can put this on my laptop. Yes, sir. I've been counting up on stickers recently. Let's go. So, um, so T Wayne, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna cut this as a clip because I think this is interesting. But T Wayne has his beat in a movie. Uncle Drew. And surprisingly, bro, when that movie was done and about to get marketed, I was actually on the phone and in contact. This is a really crazy GDP side fact. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. But there was a dude I was with at the marketing department, talking with the marketing department at Lionsgate. Oh, shit. And so he was telling me how they were going to roll out the movie. And they were like, dude, we're really heavy on the soundtrack. Like, we really like the soundtrack's huge. The audience we want to hit are people that are specifically going to listen to the music. And isn't that crazy that your fucking beat was actually in the movie? (laughs) And he was telling me all these tactics they were doing, how they were doing pop-ups with the commercials and shit. Because it's it's tough to adapt some shit like that. They literally adapted a movie from a commercial series. Yeah. I mean, the song was originally supposed to be used, like... For one of the promos for the film, and I was gonna get like paid more, but it, it never happened. But it's all good. But um, either way, um, fucking, how I was did how to, did it go down? I was talking to um, Cardo got wings. I don't know because I I got, I got his number from Shad, and um, we were, we were talking in the group chat about um the soundtrack, and it finally dropped on June 29th. We was just like, oh, so everybody was peeping it, and like um, to be honest, like from our group chat's like perspective. They were feeling Cousins This is song the most But not because of like Bias They were just saying like Yo this beat is really ill Like And for me to get a shout out From Carlo Got Wings He was like You really did your shit Wayne And like it just made me happy And then when I got the um, When I read that inter- Not the interview When I read that like article That um Seamus wrote for me For Graduation Music Like it kind of brought me To my tears I was just like Wow this is really happening Like my name got into the credits And like I mean they just hit up My manager They hit up Maine And they was telling um him And they was sending him Like um 
a sync license sheet, and it was sending him all the paperwork for me to um fill out. Wait, so did so Stiz had the song first? And, yeah. And then so Stiz worked. I'm sure it was with Tim I'm trying to get Tim on the show, man. I'd love to have him up here. But Stiz like they were finessing something like getting the song in the soundtrack yeah, and like, then after they're like yo t wayne this song is going to be in the movie yeah pretty much at first when i was asking tim about the song because like they recorded that way back in like june of like like 2017 it was like the last summer because this hit me three in the morning saying yo i'm recording to this beat right now this is hot and i just kept asking tim about the song and then i asked him about it, like in august and he was saying like oh it's kind of unfinished like we don't know where it's going to fit. He said, but please send this some more stuff because we're probably working on something. So I was like, all right. I felt a little bit discouraged. I was going to send him another pack like that week. But then he hit me back saying like, hey, uh, one second though. We're actually going to probably use this song for upcoming Kyrie Irving movie. And I was like, upcoming Kyrie Irving movie. And I was like. You're like, slam diggity dunk. I was like, word? And I was like, that's crazy. And that's what they were telling me until like January. They filmed me. It was the Uncle Drew movie. Then they sent me the paperwork, sent it to my manager, man. We were sitting there excited talking about it. I still didn't even get the song yet. Then I asked Tim for the song, and, like, I want to say it was, like, April. It was, like, around my birthday, and Tim finally emailed me, and Tim was like, oh, but you, you know what you got to do with this? You say you're supposed to um hold this tight, hold a secret, don't share it with no one. He said, you know how this goes. I'm like, trust me, Tim. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't jeopardize this at all. And then I finally heard it. I think I was with Stefan and Luke Bars. You at, you heard the soundtrack, or you saw the movie first? I heard the song first, like, just the song records. And you're like, Woo! It was even on the soundtrack, and I was chilling with um me and luke we were chilling at um stefan's dining hall and like he was like yo it's a song I'm like yo i got the song we played it and we listened to it from ear to ear so we were the first three listeners so like guinness <laughs> i kind of i kind of played on tim at that part like i, I technically shared it to two people but, like, i played <laughs> yeah, it on my phone so. you were pumped bro yeah i was hyped and so did you end up seeing the movie in theaters yeah i seen the movie with my dad like, me and my dad and my um, brother Uriah, we went to go see it. Dude, the scene, it's in hilarious, too. Yeah, <laughs> club scene. In the club scene, they're, like, pointing at shorties and shit. Yeah. That's major, bro. Like, I was just shooken up when I heard it. Like, I literally just felt the chills. I'm just like. What was better, when you heard it or when you saw it? When I saw it in the movie theater. Was, was like, it a packed theater? Uh, Nah, actually, it wasn't really that packed. But, like, it was a couple people in there. They were laughing. They enjoyed it. That's and when Shaq and Kyrie are, like, pointing at, like chicks yeah <laughs> that's hilarious i stayed after two to see my name and they they put my name in the credits too which was like crazy as t wayne the kid or as your first last it's t wayne the kid and my first name fire my first and last damn good for you bro thank you hopefully we get more yep definitely having some more placements soon very very soon yeah so how did how does the business work behind getting your song excuse me i'm gonna ask one more time because this would be a good clip too how does the business work behind you getting your beat into a movie? You get royalties? Yeah, so pretty much like they would discuss with you and your manager about a sync license. You always will get a sync license, which means they would do like a um a one time like buyout. So like they would buy out like your um beat to use they, they, they use like exclusive sync licenses. rights. Yeah, not even just for a movie to use it for a commercial, they'll use it for like ad advert, anything that's like film wise they need like promotional for a song they'll grab that and they'll pay you out that one time fee so they cut the big check for that they cut the big check let's go and then you, my um, dog <laughs> and then you get a 50 50 um royalties split so you have to sign a um sheet and like um where do the royalties come from like movie sales royalties royalties come from um i'm guessing really just the soundtrack as far as like when i was getting paid for at first but when i just got my benefits my 25 percent benefits from the other day that wasn't my royalties. That was like 
just my benefits I get from being in the movie. So um, I'm supposed to see that quarterly for like every year. Like Big forever. T win on the Hollywood check. Okay. And then the regular royalties, you see that from like whatever your um, PRO is, which is a um, like performing rights organization. Like they're in charge of getting your royalties. So like BMI or ASCAP or CSAC, you had to sign up for it yourself. And then you register the artist and you register their BMI number, the info, you register your info, and that's what you do the splits. You do like 50 50. Well, technically in the music world, it's 100 100 for a 200% split. It's I don't know why it's that way, but it's weird. And then uh, so it'll be 50 to me, 50 to Stiz, 50 to Sony Music. Oh, so the song and the beat split 50 50. Yeah. Wow. It's not normally like that. Yeah. Well, well no, the beat, the beat and the song is pretty much the same thing. So like, I well, I mean, like split between artist and producer. I didn't know it's always fifty fifty. Oh yeah, so like the so, art, the artist gets paid and the producer gets paid the same amount. Wow, let's go. Yeah, it's huge. Producer swag, love. You feel me? Like it's always great, like getting like the industry bag. I guess you're just like yeah. Oh, also note, I'm not getting a check for this, but there's a movie I was personally in that's coming. The trailer is dropping next week, so everyone enjoy. It's called Vault. Vault. Where? I mean, in Providence, Rhode Island. It's a feature film. It's starring um, Theo Rossi and Don Johnson. It's about a massive bank heist, and I was on set for two days. It's pretty cool. Oh shoot, that's fire! I was. You didn't know I was in a couple movies. I was in a Kevin Hart movie too. What? You didn't know nah, that? I didn't know that. That's crazy. Central Intelligence. Yo, I was in that movie, bro. Yo, I want to go see that movie too. The theater sounds crazy. I was in the I was in the first scene when they like throw the rock out and he's like mad fat. Wow. You can see me for like maybe two seconds. I have to go back and see that <laughs> movie now because that's hilarious. Bro, it's mad funny. I'm just like staring. It's hilarious. <laughs> it was cool though. I had a good time, man. Yeah, it's fire. So, what what's the importance of attachments? Like, it's a f- I heard it for the first time in here like three months ago. Like, attachments are essential for longevity. Oh, like placements? Placements, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, it's essential for like, I mean, your music, I mean, as far as producer, you pretty much like make your path for your career. So like, you can get placements if you want to. You can be just straight up in-house producing for like, um... A label or something. Whatever you're doing, like a label or like the team you're with. Like me, I'm a, I'm a, like it's weird. Like I'm an in-house producer for Black Burbs, but I'm also doing outside production for everybody and I'm like getting my beats placed and stuff because that's pretty much how I'm getting paid. But like I don't look at it as far as like a bag. I look at it as far as like just instead of myself being able to work with other artists and like the bag is like the plus that comes with it. I mean, I make sure I'm always getting paid, but like it's not really always like the important thing all the time. Like most of the artists I kind of build with. You a little network, yeah. But but an, but an attachment sometimes is like the music for a commercial, or you're providing background music for a film, yeah. or you're providing in-house music for a Celtics game. That's what an attachment is, right? Pretty much. Like they always they always have to pay. Or when you get or just when you make it on an album. Like if I produce for like Schoolboy's album that just dropped recently. Like if I produce one of the songs, that's placement right there. All those in the category is just like placement. Like someone using your beat for something. Okay, word. So what attachment are you looking for soon? Any big one? Uh, like what would be a sick like yo? Like yo, shorties, the, you guys keep ducking me. <laughs> I just got this attachment. The one bro. placement I really want like crazy because it's in our camp that I, I really would love to work with is um I would love to work with like Omen or Boss from Dreamville. Fire. Like, I've I've got a couple looks from my manager and I've 
heard some things from the grapevine that they were rocking with some of my beats. And you, uh, you definitely have friends that were in those sessions. Yup, and my manager was in the sessions, Main Maxwell. Oh, word. Yeah, they they put him in the uh, magazine and everything. Like they was, I was happy for him. It was a big win for him. It was a big win for the team too. What's your manager's name? Jermaine. Oh, Jermaine. I think you were telling me about this last time too. Shout out to Jermaine. Yeah, it's my dude. He's. Does he see oversee Black Burbs? Is that separate? Uh, Black Burbs is separate, pretty much. That's we're your in, rap group. Yeah, we're independent, but like they, well, I want to say Justin. Like Exodus, he's been thinking about, it, and he's been saying like we should like talk to man and try to um give him like a um synopsis, try to give him like a um a pitch. Nice. And we can try to see what we can do. I mean, if he ends up managing the group, that'd be crazy. That'd be that'd be a blessing. I mean. I hope something can happen. But even if we don't get a manager, it's cool. I mean, we can still work. How important has management been for you? Uh, I mean. No I discredit to your manager at all. I don't Just know. Like I think it really kind of like changed. It changed everything for me. I think it's, like, very vital because, like, vital just to have someone on your team. Like, it's just vital to have, like, team members. And I look at me more as, a, like, a, um, like just someone who's on my team as a helper more than, like, a um, – like a manager that's like micromanaging like because i don't know like that's like the word manager sometimes has a negative connotation but really i disagree like, i mean i also i think it's essential dude like yeah if especially if you are are very focused on what you're doing you need someone who's like a savvy business mind and a savvy negotiator you know what i'm saying yeah because i mean besides them even knowing the business though they just have to be just a great person at the end of the day so not even just that like them like checking up on you them talking to you just about life stuff stuff that's outside the music like man just hits me up just to talk to me sometimes like i guess like becoming your friend in a sense like being your best friend and being your business partner it's tough which but is if you crazy. find a good one slam diggity dunk exactly because i know the story uncle drew slam dunk <laughs> People say don't make your best friends your managers, but like sometimes your managers end up becoming your best friends. So it's crazy. I'll be honest, I got really lucky because like I wouldn't say I have a manager, but Jack, my friend who helps me produce the show, is also we work well together business wise. So shout out to Jack. Shout out to Jack, bro. And also shout out to Maine. Shout out to Jermaine. Wait, the dog. You two should meet. <laughs> and then you guys can be friends. <laughs> that'd be fire yeah yo I wish Jermaine could come up here and do something that'd be <laughs> oh yeah I'm t on the business <laughs> yo so um so what was what's also interesting to me dude is like when we just talked briefly at Marika's you were like yo I'm going I'm gonna go work retail in Providence I was like wait do you wanna just kinda try to swag out this summer and just go full speed on the beats or do you wanna work a job I mean I to be honest, like have to work a job. Like, even though you're making money for music, if you're not having a second um flow of money, if you're still not working, then you kinda shooting yourself in the foot. Are you paying rent in Providence? No, I'm not. I'm I'm li- I live with my parents still. So like I really don't have to really pay any bills besides my credit card bill. But like that's just something I feel like people just need to do in their twenties. Like I recommend like you just like build some credit. Yeah, build some credit. Grab it. Don't feel bad about having a part time job no matter what spot you're at, like and just save up some money. Like I've learned that from Latrell, to be honest. Like, like there's no, I'm no reason for me to be no crazy Hollywood. Like I'm not too Hollywood to go work at, um, to go work at Kohl's right now, or to go work at um Nike real quick. That's, <laughs> work that's at fire, Forever Twenty One. Like I can do that. Well, bro, that was one thing I hope I want to build this sh- show on positivity, but 
one thing I hope we've highlighted is, dude, if you're in Boston, you're doing music, the money's got to be coming from somewhere else, man. Yeah. We know. We all know. Don't fake it. We know. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with being yourself, bro. Like, trust me, bro. The more realer, peop- more realer people are, the more humble you are, the more you will attract, like, good things in your life. Like, you don't got to flex for the Instagram. Yeah, are you big bro. on the law of attraction? Yeah. Really? Huge on that, actually, yeah. Has it been working? I mean... Yeah, it's been working out when I've been cutting out all the negative stuff and stop. Power positivity, right? Facts. So, where do you, in like a year, let's say like we run an episode, right? Where would you want to be situated? Well, are, are you done with school? No, nah, I got one more year. Oh, word, okay. So, T Wayne's a genius. Not only on the production end, but T Wayne is like, yeah, bro. It's nearly rent free out here in Boston, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's a home run, Literally. dude. That's fire. Finessing it. So, school's done. Like, do you want to be in a position where it's like, yo, let me be able to like fully support myself via beats? Yup, I'm, I'm, I mean, not, not via beats, but like, if it is gets like that, then more power to me. I mean, I'll be grateful. But if like, if I'm not at that point, which like I'm being prepared for, I'm just gonna um get my money up on my own and take the beat money, save that, put it together, and try to save up and try to get a spot and move and be able to like either travel for like. If there's sessions going on, like my manager has sessions coming up in Atlanta, uh, I want to say the end of May. So I'm going to try to figure out what's going on with that. But, like, if well, not, I'm trying to move to L.A. Like, <laughs> full, You want to go to Hollywood? Like, full time, yeah. I'm really trying to move to the, on Cali. Why? Uh, I always just seen it on TV. I always heard it in books, and everybody discouraging me to go. Everyone's saying, like, oh, there's too many people here. Oh, like, it's La La Land, this, is that. And, like, a lot of people just complaining and making excuses. I want to go see it for myself. I've seen all of the East Coast from living with my dad, him being in the Navy. Oh, I didn't know that. He's traveling. in the Navy? Well, he was in the Navy. He retired. Oh, word. Yeah, he retired when I graduated high school. Oh, shit. So he was, like, tenured in the Navy. Well, he did 20 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Where Did he get stationed anywhere? Yeah, he was stationed in Connecticut, which is crazy, and that's how he met my mom. And then, uh, no, did he go to Annapolis or did he just enlist? Uh, n- nah, he like he lived in Maryland actually. He lived he lived in Chestertown, so I think he just drove up. But um, he just enlisted, and then just told me that they're Cali or Hawaii. I'm surprised he never picked Cali, but like Hawaii would be fire. Yeah, I got a friend in the Marines right now. Yeah, hey, me too. Do you? Yeah. Does he like it? Yeah, my homie Robbie. Shout out to Robbie. Yeah, Where's he yo. stationed? He's stationed in, uh, I think he's stationed in South Carolina. He was in the South. Last time I no, there's North Carolina. There's a camp. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you Have you think you've gotten some discipline from your pops being a, a military guy? Uh, Yeah. I've, I've been disciplined over the years with him. But I'm sa- Well, I'm saying is, is he a type of dude who's like. Yeah, he was He was con- He was. was kind of strict. I said, I, not really like. Like certain major pain strict or something, but like <laughs> he uh it was like like you know how most how most black dads are most black parents like yeah it'll be yeah it'll be kind of tough yeah it'll be kind of hard on you yeah to um laugh laugh with you but like at the end of the day they got you back like my dad still got my back to this day which is crazy we love that yeah like from financially to like even what? just mentally and just supporting me emotionally were you did you feel inclined to go to school out of high school. 
Like, uh, was like, yeah, college is like definitely pressing. I wanted to just because I just wanted to like explore. I wanted to get myself out there. I was really just trying to get out of Connecticut because it was just such a small world. Everyone knows everybody. I That's what Boston's like too, though, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Boston's it's a really high school. Crazy. Boston's a high school, bro. Boston's a giant high school, which is funny. Rather be the most popular kid in high school, though, wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, I never really was. I mean, like when I finally came out here, to be real, I feel like I've got more like love than. I kind of had in Connecticut. Like, yeah, I got a lot of fake love out here, but I had a lot of genuine love out here, too, and it's made me, like, appreciate it. But, like, my real friends back home in Connecticut, like, I, my my homies, they're, I'm, they're still cool. I still love them. Oh, so I didn't – we didn't register. So you want to be in a position where you can make money full-time off the music, like, when you leave school? I hope so. I really I really hope so. Can I be honest with you, bro? I think that's definitely going to happen for you, man. Yep. I just got to get more placements this you year. You got to keep working, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, this year, I got to see if something um, you, you pops pro- off. You procrastinate too much? Uh, Yeah, I do procrastinate a lot, actually. Uh, on beats or on homework? I want to say more on beats and more on just, like, just a simple task. If someone hits me with something, well, like, oh, could you do this? Well, da, 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 da. And I'm like, all right, got you. Except, yo, you were early today. I love that. <laughs> Good, good looks. Yeah, today I was just on my shit today. Well, the first episode, you guys you guys showed up literally like 50 minutes early. I was like, damn, these dudes are bored, bro. Oh, yeah, we were just bored, bro. We were <laughs> mad bored, yo. We were just out in the city. We was like, oh, what's the word? Yo, have you and Seuss been working on anything? Yeah, actually. Tape? Uh, A whole tape? Hmm, that's the secret. I, I, I got to hold that back. That'd be fire. We just, we just got some stuff in the works. You feel me? Some stuff in the wraps. Shout out to Seuss. Yeah, shout out to Susie. Yo, Seuss. Here, use this as a, a quick opportunity to get your plug off, like where to find you, XYZ, Twitter, Instagram. So, Twitter and Instagram only, T-Wayne the Kid. Like, you got to spell it like Twain the K-I with two Ds. And my Tumblr, too, which is in my um, handle on Twitter, is twaynethekid.tumblr.com. Like, you'll probably find all my songs that I produce, all the music videos there, like Black Burb stuff, and then you'll find um you'll find a beat store. Low-key. You just got to click my bio. For everybody that's asked me about beats, that's something I'm answering right now. Like, no more DMs. No more texting me. Business is in the you email. You either hit my contact, hit my manager through his email, or you can go to my Tumblr and just go through the site if you're just really that antsy. Hey. Tell me. Welcome to the T. Wayne Show. Oh, wait. I gotta switch it. Am I brain dead? Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> hey. Welcome to the T. Wayne Show. No one's in there yet. It's crazy. So, when you get that check from Thing, are you, is it coming from Lionsgate when you get the royalty check? Yeah, it came from Lionsgate. Let's go. Did you like the movie? Yeah, I actually enjoyed the movie. It was entertaining. Yeah, because like, it was a comedy basketball movie that worked. Like, well, Space Jam 2 is coming out soon. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Are you not into that? I just I just didn't think LeBron was going to be in Space Jam 2. Oh, you, oh, you don't like LeBreezy? LeBron's cool. LeBron is the GOAT. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he certified as one of the best players in the NBA. All time. Kobe fan, though. And an MJ fan. I, I can't put MJ over LeBron, though, anymore because, like, everyone's real, real argument was just the rings. But to be real, he didn't get those rings by – he got those didn't get those rings by himself. He yeah, got Scottie Pippen. But did LeBron get the rings by himself? Mm, Think about yeah. it. 
I mean, honestly, LeBron. That, that last Cleveland one was a force. That was a crazy championship. The thing is, LeBron's just just a good all around player. Like he's just he's just a force. Dude, he's good at everything. Yeah. So, yeah, are you big on the Boston sports tip? You like Boston sports? Yeah, because Connecticut big Celtics fan. Well, Connecticut's usually divided, bro. Usually you go to New York, right? Yeah, some of them do, but I mean, like me and my mom, we've been Celtics fans since I was a kid, since I was a baby. Whoa. Red Sox? Red Sox? Uh, I mean, I like Red I'm not even really a baseball person like that. Like, I don't know. It's just the games are so long. Yeah. Like, they're de- mad long. Dead ass. Okay, so listen. I just got a notification that they're about to boot me out of here. So, this one, we're going to have to cut this one slightly short. All right. You pissed at me? No, nah, no. Nah, I, I told Twins, actually. I was trying to see what was the word of the session, so I mean, like, I'm yeah. chilling today. Yeah. We'll pop on in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you got your plug off. L- let me also preface this. Yo, T. Wayne, man, you're a good dude. Thank you, dog. <laughs> For sure, man. So, um, this you remember how we started in the episodes? Uh, nah, hush, dog. <laughs> Hi. It's been a minute. I'm, I'm T. Wayne the Kid, and mm-hmm. this is my golden hour. Directly after No Break High, I'm T-Wayne the Kid, and that was my golden hour. All right, word. You got it? Yep. All right, man. Let's do it. Hi, I'm T-Wayne the Kid. This is my golden hour. Hi, I'm T-Wayne the Kid, and that was my golden hour. Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, I enjoyed myself. It was All right, fun. Man. <laughs> Perfect, bro. Let me just hit that. <laughs>